welcome to another episode of Wii Universe. This is the show where we are playing every single game on the Wii U, whether it kills us. And some days are a little more challenging than others, I have to say. Uh, today, is today one of those days? We will find out. Uh, my name is Steve Gutman. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski. Steve, yes. Steve, can you see what I'm doing with my arm? What, what, what is that you're doing? It's, it's, it's limp. Uh oh! You know yeah. why? You know why it's limp? Why is your arm limp? Uh, because we played some limp limp games. Some, some pretty uh pretty lifeless games. They were they were well limp short for Olympics. Olympics short for oh, Olympics. Okay, all right. So, that yeah. is uh that is uh, it's too bad there isn't an Olympic medal in long walks because that was. <laughs> I a mean, gold there is an Olympic walk. medal in long walks, isn't there? Uh, <laughs> isn't I mean, it like fast well, walks? I guess is that what running is? Well, yeah. I mean, a mar- What is a marathon but a long walk that you do quickly? Sure. Like, Sure. I mean, yeah. No, that's fair. That's very fair. Or yeah. even even a bike, you know, a biking event is still a long walk if you just happen to walk it instead of bike. I mean, like, yeah, I guess uh, uh, long road trips are just long walks in which you sit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. If we're, if we're exactly. picking at this thread, then it's just going to keep going forever. We're going to keep picking at this thread until our shirts are raw <laughs> and, and barely hanging on to our bodies. We're just going to be a collar by the end yeah. of this. Yeah. So today we are talking about two games with some of the ungainliest titles of any games on the Wii U. That, those are Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Games. Very, it, it's funny at the when you boot up this game. Um, I think the voice actor for Sonic is like Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Sochi Olympic Games, and you can kind of hear him just sort of deflate once he gets to like 2000, like the to like the thou of yeah. the thou he's like oh this is still going it's still, it's still and i going. have to maintain this level of enthusiasm oh shit this yeah. is this it, be it like is, it is kind of that thing of like uh you know when you boot up resident evil resident evil 4 yeah. you know but they they get the ungainly titles it would be like titles. resident evil 4 leon s kennedy rescues the president's daughter and gets bugs in his head <laughs> <laughs> and the other game we're playing is Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. So many words in both of those titles. Are these the longest titles on the Wii U? I don't care. Uh, the Wii U, though, definitely a hub for ungainly titles. It is very true. My my spreadsheet-keeping skills have been tested by this. What's, uh, the, what's the Mario game? It's like New Super Mario Brothers U? Or, I mean, yeah. is that all it's called? Yeah, New the- Super Mario Brothers U, and then oh. there's also Super Mario 3D World and New Super Luigi Brothers U. That's where it gets confusing. Okay, yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess HD. You know, like there's always, there's always something. Additional words. What was the, uh, oh, the Adventure Time one. Adventure Time, explore the dungeon because I don't know. Yeah, but that one was funny. Yeah, that one is funny. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get started talking about these games, uh, well, firstly, I'm going to preface by saying I'm kind of cranky today. I'm cranky and tired and I'm very out of it. So apologies to people who really love these games and really wanted me to love them. Uh, I don't know that I would have. All two of you. (laughs) I I don't know if I would have loved them even if I wasn't cranky right now, but uh, I'm a little tired. I'm a little out of it. I might be saying weird stuff, weirder than usual. Whoa. Um, Well, so all all there out in internet land, send, send, send. Steve, your good your good mentions yeah. on, on Twitter. Send, yeah, send him jerks. send him nice messages about how much we love him and how how dapper his hair looks. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you, very kind, very kind. Um, what are you playing right now? Okay, well, I actually have one. Yeah, um, one. Yes, one, yes. Um, the well, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil. Um, they did a free update on Resident Evil Four VR. Oh, where cool. they added the mercenaries mode to that game, Ooh. which, uh, for those who don't know, was essentially like a score-based game where you would just run around um, sort of an open area and just deal with infinite numbers of enemies um, and try to kill as many of you can in the combo. And you have to run and, like, get time extensions and things like that. It is, I mean, Resident Evil 4 is, you know, sometimes a slower-paced action game, but mm-hmm. this mercenaries mode is always generally chaos i remember the first time i played it on the gamecube i'm like oh this is so intense and like i got that feeling back playing yeah. it in uh vr because it is so hard to see what's going on behind you in that game i'll just hear a chainsaw go and i will just blindly run away forward um so it feels much harder than it did like i, I got to the point in the gamecube version where i was just five starring them every time yeah but here i have barely even lived through the uh through enough time to get any score but it's it's satisfying and i really i'm all i always appreciate it when games put out free content that yeah. probably could have 
gotten by not being free. Yeah. Like, I oh, would have happily... That, prob- I mean, they sold that as a standalone mode on 3DS. Like, yeah. That was a standalone game. Exactly. And, like, they could have sold this Mercenaries mode as DLC for $20, and I would not have felt ripped off. Yeah. But the fact that they're just like, oh, it's updated, and it's here now is pretty cool. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. that's that I've, I still have memories of, like, you know, my, my roommate at the time when this game was, like, new uh, was really, really into this mode. I remember... He was playing Mercenaries when I left for work for an eight-hour shift, and I came back, and he was still playing Mercenaries. <laughs> like, he didn't seem to notice I had left. Wow. So, like, he got really, really yeah. into that mode. I like, mean, it is pretty addictive, and you definitely need to... Uh, VR, you, like, have to set up the play space and get in the right mental frame of mind, but once I had, a you know, a Saturday free and was actually able to start playing it, I had a great time. So I'm looking yeah. forward to playing more of it and hopefully getting more than the two stars that I'm resting on right now. yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I have been, uh, well, I'm still playing Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. It's a, it's a nice meaty game, which is uh, yeah. what I'm here for. I like that. But in my downtime when I'm not playing that, I... I like the uh, way you, you assess the time when you're not playing a particular <laughs> game as your downtime. Exactly. You're like, oh, this has been a rough time of like, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. I got to wipe my, dabble my brow here and relax a little bit and play what? Uh, I, well, in keeping up with my uh, my recent trend of playing uh, Genesis games with stretchy characters, mm-hmm. I played Dynamite Heady, and now I'm playing Rystar, ah, uh, which is much better game than Dynamite Heady. Uh, yeah, probably. It's it's definitely an easier mm-hmm. game than Dynamite Heady. It's not one like Dynamite Heady. I was able to get through because I abuse the hell out of that rewind function on the, on the Switch Online yep. uh, emulator because, as we talked about, that game is not possible to beat without that mode. <laughs> Basically. Uh, it's really, really fucking hard. And Star is much more reasonable, and it's still got a lot of cute stuff in it. It's, yeah. It feels slower, and it feels not quite as... Um, endearingly chaotic as Dynamite yeah. Eddie was in terms of its visuals and its style, but it's a more cohesive, entertaining game. Yes. Um, it's and a, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I've played it before. It's been a long time. Uh, I don't think I've ever finished it, so I'm going to finish it. Yeah, it's very charming. It's a lot... It has. I mean, it's by Sonic Team, Yeah. so it has a lot of the bright colors and level variety that we like in the Sonic games, but Star, like, his gimmick is he just stretches his hands out and can grab things. And headbutts, yeah. He yeah. just kind of charges at it. So Which is like Mischief Makers. Or, yeah. Well, actually, it does feel like a very treasure game. Their thing yeah. is always about grabbing and pulling yourself to different things, so, like... It is. It's like a, a non-treasure treasure game. That's true, but yeah. it is definitely, like you said, much much slower and deliberately paced compared yes. to a Sonic game or a treasure game. It's a, but it's a charmer. It's it, a real. It's a cute game, and it's a very nice game to. Uh, actually, I think that's true for a lot of Genesis games. Is they're very nice to have save states in. Because, like, Ristar's fun, but to play, like, nine levels of it in mm. one sitting, you're like, okay, I'm a little done. And even Sonic the Hedgehog 2, like, a game I really like, usually by the time I get to, like, the metro- metropolitan zone yeah. and I've gone through, like, six six worlds, I'm like, do I really have to play this in one sitting? Yeah. Like, yeah, apparently. Yeah. I mean, all right. So, also, settle a bet world. Okay, you just said Ristar. My friends always pronounce it Ristar as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's Rystar in my head, but I don't know. Wouldn't like, that be R-Y-S-T-A-R? You would think so, but, like, I don't know. It still sounds it sounds more correct to me that it would be Rystar instead of Ristar. So, people write in. Uh, let, me, let us know your opinion on this okay. uh, very, very boiling hot take from 1993. <laughs> I agree with you that Rystar is a much cooler name because it reminds us of Rygar, which yeah. is also cool. And maybe and, that's where the, the Y confusion is coming Yeah, that's in. true. But Rist, to me, grammatically, it should be Ristar, but it should thematically be Rystar. So, it's really a case I, I of... I mean, if it's a portmanteau of Rising Star, then you could say it's uh, Rystar. Star. Uh, okay. You know, maybe yeah. that's what they were going for. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know. It's, it's grammar, it's grammatically versus thematically, yeah. which comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All, all the, all the great, uh, the great conflicts in history, man versus machine, mm-hmm. nature versus nurture, Sonic versus Mario at the Sochi 2014 <laughs> Olympic Games. Mario versus Sonic at the 2016 Rio Olympic yeah, Games. exactly. Yeah, Everything yeah, is yeah, just basic variations of these plots. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's dig into talking about these games a little bit. Let's give some backstory on this series. So, of course, 
Sega and Nintendo, two of the biggest rivals in video gaming history. They were uh, battling for console supremacy all throughout the 1990s. Hundreds were killed uh, <laughs> since the end of the console wars, though. I mean, Ry- Rystar being among the casualties. He was. He did yeah. die because uh, Sega did not win this war. Yeah. Sega went strictly third party in 2001 and stopped developing consoles. Uh, And since then, the two companies have been fostering a more hospitable partnership. Uh, The first time they officially collaborated was in 2004 when Sega developed the excellent game F-Zero GX for the GameCube. I know you're a particular big fan. Uh, Yeah, and that one does feel very Sega-y. It feels much more like, um, well, I guess to define Sega-y, it's like Sega always felt a little bit more like catering to the hardcore audiences than then Nintendo's strategy is always like mass appeal and we want Sega, everyone to be able to play this game. Sega was just like, all right, uh, uh, you want extreme? We'll give you extreme. Yeah. To the max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that game is F zero GX is very hard. One like, of there's the a story games, mode yeah. in that game. That's just like right from the first level, you get like about a second of leeway. And if you screw up once in the level, you're like, okay, I'm restarting. Like I'm willing to call it the hardest racing game. I don't think I've played a racing game. that's like as punishing mm-hmm. while still like, wanting you to play yeah like yeah. i'm also wanting to play the game yeah. yeah um and that's what i've noticed too like sega does have a surprisingly deep history of racing games for yeah. something that i've never really associated with Outrun, and, crazy taxi yeah, yeah um and a lot that's closely associated with the arcades too oh, they've yeah. always sort of i don't know they've sort of feel like they tried to push the technical envelope more than Nintendo did. I think who so. Felt like, it always felt like Nintendo was more willing to just rest on, like, game, you know, game design and, yeah. like, creating really polished, lazy immersive... Bastards. Yeah, immersive worlds, lazy bastards, focusing on the fundamentals of engagement. Making quality games yeah. nonsense. Not that mm-hmm. Sega didn't make quality games. No, totally, but, yeah. like, Sonic was very... Or Sega was very much more like, all right, we're going to really push 3D and we're going to move these graphics as fast as possible. We're going to replicate the arcade experience at home. Yeah. It was really funny to read up anything about the so-called console wars because I think people tend to inflate it to the level of like an actual war, <laughs> you know? So like they were, they were talking about uh, the, the genesis of this comp of this series. Pun you know? intended. Not a pun, not intended. Wow. But I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, and there, you know, we know read the Wikipedia article. It says Yuji Naka, who created Sonic, and Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario, sat down at the table, quote unquote, like like as if they're having peace talks. Right? right. It's like they were just trying to collaborate. I'm like, oh, let's let's bring Sonic and Mario together. As what would if be these good... two have never like talked to each other, where they're like passing right. notes. They're like, please tell Miyamoto to pass <laughs> the, you know that. Right. Like I I have a hard time believing that these two were at each other's throats, you know, right. or chucking Pikmin at each other, whatever <laughs> they do when Miyamoto gets angry. Sure. Uh, but, you know, they've been, uh, starting in 2005, they kind of started collaborating on an idea for how to bring these two characters together in a game. They couldn't really settle on anything that quite fit, you know? It's like, you don't want to do a Mario platformer with Sonic, you don't want to do a Sonic platformer with Mario, because they have very different styles. Well, and they both have different, yeah, not only do they have different styles, it's the sense of if one person kind of shows up in the other person's game, it's like, Sega, you know, even though they were just third party at this point, I'm sure they, you know, they want to keep their brand strong and like, you know, maintain that high standard of quality that Sonic is known for. Yeah. But if they just make a Mario game and put Sonic in it, it's kind of like they're admitting that Nintendo has kind of won. You know what I mean? The, like won the gameplay battle. The comparable it's, thing to, to well, the, the thing you can compare this to is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. So you remember uh, Mickey and Bugs were in that famous scene together. And both companies, uh, Disney and Warner Brothers, insisted that they get the exact same amount of screen time and say the exact same number of words. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, Bugs might have gotten, like, maybe one split second more of screen time or something like that. But, like, I mean, they that's were, fair, because Bugs they were is pinic- much better than Mickey. Well, of course. And they were finicky about that. And I, I imagine there was kind of similar discussions going on here. And, you don't and, want one to take And precedent. also the same as, like, Marvel versus DC. On those very rare times there's been, like, crossover stories, yeah. they always come up with some, like, weird premise of, like, a character outside the, the multiverse, like, brings these two together in some sort of third part, third realm unrelated story that doesn't affect either one. Yeah. It's like, this is the shared universe between these two, not one sort of impinging on the other. 
Oh man, maybe they should do a mashup like they did. Uh, you remember? I don't know. There was a comics arc in the mid '90s where like Marvel and DC came together, and the characters actually merged. Oh yeah. So like Batman merged with Wolverine to become Nightclaw. That's cool. Like there were a bunch of things like that. So we should do that with the Mario and Sonic. That a merged Mario and Sonic sounds tremendously disturbing. It actually, does. Yeah. it does. It sounds like Killer with Fire. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I guess that was the original Sonic design that they were going for in the movie before they uh, <laughs> they just they just ported that to the Mario movie now. It's beady just, eyes and very human teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they couldn't settle on the right showcase for these two characters, so they kind of tabled the idea for a while. And it wasn't until Sega won the licensing rights to the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games that the proper format best presented itself. I mean, it it does conceptually make sense because the Olympics are supposed to be about bringing people together in competition. It's about uniting unlikely uh, 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 competitors. Sure. And it's also a pretty neutral uh, playing ground here because the focus is going to be on the Olympics. It's not like Mario Olympics. It's not Sonic Olympics. It's These could be anything, you know, right. uh, and it's not going to be dependent on one character's skill set over another. I mean, though, that that's always bugged me about the premise of these games. Like, shouldn't Sonic just kick ass? Like, yeah, literally, yeah. Sonic's premise, is, it's like Batman and the Flash at the Winter Olympics. Like, who's going to win? Yeah, hey, like, yeah, uh, the guy I mean, whose superpower is running really fast? I guess, are you, are you grading on a curve or something? <laughs> like, how many times around the Earth can Sonic go before Mario crosses the finish line? Yeah, I always have, you know, there's many things that I find slightly irritating about Sonic. Yeah. Um, but one of them, not to get nerd nitpicky here, but what else is there to do on a podcast, really? That's, uh, <laughs> this is neither the time nor the place <laughs> to get nerd nitpicky. This is for focused discourse. Yeah. And, uh, yes. I've always been frustrated by the inconsistency of, like, how fast Sonic is supposed to run. Yeah. Uh, because, like, in... Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I just saw and was a movie that existed. It did. Um, it does exist. He sort of right at the beginning, he runs from Seattle to his hometown of Green Hills. They very thoughtfully at the beginning put a big close up on the Space Needle. Uh -huh. And then they like in huge text right in front of it, like Seattle. I love that. And you're like, I oh, great. That. The most fit. This is like one of the most famous landmarks in the country that instantly <laughs> identifies a city. Thanks for making sure that we knew that was Seattle. <laughs> Don't they do? Uh, I think they do that in Independence Day, too. They show the White House. It says Washington, D.C. It's like, fuck, really? That White House? That's not the one in Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> What, what do you <laughs> um anyway so he like runs home at, at seemingly instant like superhuman speed or yeah. super hedgehog speed i suppose yeah um and then later he's running away from knuckles and like decides to grab a snowboard yeah. to like go down the mountain and it's like wait a second can't you just you know use your superhuman speed to run down the mountain isn't that faster than gravity on a snowboard totally uh, and like the flash can sometimes go so fast that he vibrates through molecules like he can move in between surfaces like it's it it comes a point where it's like too fast to reasonably right. conceive yeah but that that doesn't really come into play here no like the the characters do have their individual sort of stat yeah. set similar to like mario tennis or something yeah but like sonic is sort of two layers heavy two lines heavier on top speed than mario is yeah yeah right. Uh, so this game came out in 2007 on the Wii, uh, ahead of uh, the, the actual Olympics, and uh, naturally there was a lot of hype surrounding it. This was yeah. the very first time Mario and Sonic were going to appear in a game together. Uh, Smash Brothers Brawl was still a few years away uh, when they would actually duke it out with each other. Uh, and so yeah, people turned out for it. This was a pretty big hit at the time, and I mean, the Wii was at its peak, and this type of game prolif proliferated on the Wii, like, so much. Yeah. This is fast-paced, uh, waggle-focused minigame competitions for the whole family. Yeah, that's a slam dunk for the Wii. Of course, it's going to be huge. And I don't I don't really have any problem with that. I mean, we've both come down as very in favor of these sort of track and field-style Olympic games where you just kind of hammer on a button per event and yeah. then, like, a, a timing-based thing. But I think they're more palatable with that nostalgic draw of the NES where you're like, I got two buttons here. I'm going to hammer on them, and it's very appealing. Here... When you play a game like that on a more modern console, it feels like, really, this is it? This yeah. is the whole thing? Uh, insanely, I don't know. if It's it's coming on five years since we talked about Nagano Winter Olympics yeah. on the N64, which is, uh, holy shit, time. <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, I think that suffered from the kind of the same issue where it's like, it needs to be very low res, it needs to be punishingly difficult on the button mashing, uh, and... 
I don't know. The the complaint against this first game when it came out was like critics didn't really love it. Uh, and it's just because it seems like alternately too complex and too simple at the same time. Yeah. Like they're giving you too many commands to do, but then once you figure it out, everything's just kind of over. Yep. You know, so you don't really feel like you've really been challenged. Um, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, because this was such a big hit, uh, it it became sort of a. a a tie-in for the next couple of Olympics that were to come. So we did get games to coincide with the summer games in London, Rio, and Tokyo, and for the winter games in Vancouver and Sochi. Are there, like, actual Olympic game, like, video games being released right now, or does Sega have exclusive rights? And I'm not honestly sure. Okay. Like, uh, Clearly, if there, there are, they're not, not big sellers. But Yeah, there, there was not a game released for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Like a, uh, of any type or just uh, of well, this? Not of this the Mario series. and Sonic. Okay. I don't know about for any type because <laughs> these, these are games, like, if I see them on the shelf, my eyes just, like, kind of glaze yeah. over. Like, I just don't acknowledge them. Uh, so uh, I, I know that... These were kind of uh, a less attended, less watched uh, Olympics this year. Yeah, the year most recent ones. Yep. Because, you know, with everything going on in Ukraine and everything else going on in the world in COVID-19. So these you know, predated were, Ukraine, those uh, these Olympics. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's right. They were over by then. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there was still some COVID concerns. There were a lot yep. of people that didn't really participate. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think it must have, must have been a hard sell uh, to get this on the Switch. Maybe it's coming. I don't know. Yeah, it does feel like the the window has passed. It is. I just. I kind of feel bad for the uh, Olympians. Like they never really get a chance to like. I mean, their games are sort of intrinsically less popular than almost any other sport that sure. exists. And to be like, all right, we're making Olympic games, but we're replacing you with a blue hedgehog and like totally. a, a plumber. And you're like, wait a second, I would have given, I would have sold you my license for so cheap. And, I'm like, and that's the tricky part. It's like because you don't. I'm know. the top javelin thrower in the world, and I'm getting right. replaced by Knuckles. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's different from like an NBA team where like they sign contracts and you have an idea if they're going to be on the team so the developers can program right it. like a lot you, know, you don't really want to play an olympics game after the olympics are over you know i feel like the appeal is kind of the timeliness of it um i don't know maybe i'm wrong i I, I feel mixed like about the whole premise here it's like i get that this is a good venue to put mario and sonic in the same thing yeah and it does it does give it a little more personality on at least some of the levels yeah. um it's fun to see like it was it was a kick to see uh, Wario and your like Kremlin doing mm. floor gymnastics. Yes, like that was funny. <laughs> but at the same time, it feels kind of dismissive of like the actual Olympics and like the athletes there who have spent their whole life like yeah. pursuing Let's, this. Yeah, look, we've been spending a lot of time with Wario on our uh, Patreon yeah. show right now, and uh, that boy is not ready for the Olympics. I'm sorry. No, he is not exactly. Olympic shape. He subsists on garlic and on hurting himself. Yeah, and That's I would, his whole deal. Yeah, I would say that uh, floor gymnastics really not his sport. Not his <laughs> thing. Not his thing. You wouldn't think so. Um, mm. All right, let's talk about this first game. That is Mario and Sonic at the 2004, Sochi 2014 <laughs> Olympic Winter Games. Okay. Oh, my God, so many words in this. This was released November 13th, 2014, developed by Sonic Team and published by Nintendo. This is a Wii U exclusive. Oh, they uh, didn't release this on the Wii. No, no, they okay. did not, which feels like, because this feels like a Wii game, very yeah, much very so. much. They very even much so. bundled your sealed copy here with a Wiimote, which, so we got to waggle a brand new Wiimote. I will say I appreciate it, because it's a nice uh, sky blue color, mm -hmm. it's very pretty. It's, it's got a that nice Wii Motion Wiimote. Plus in there. It's, it's, a, it's a nice looking controller. Uh, so a couple of highlights from the games in Sochi, Russia from 2014, for those who may have forgotten. Uh, I'll be, go over like pretty me. quickly. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, the Sochi Olympics are, to date, the most expensive in history. It cost $50 billion. And either way, the whole thing was kind of plagued with scandal, with uh, with problems. I know a lot of Olympians were complaining about their living conditions, mm. things like that. Uh, Russia, in particularly, was embroiled in a wide-ranging doping scandal that cast doubts on up to 15 of their medal wins. Several of those medals were retracted after athletes were found to have violated doping laws, and Russia was not allowed to participate in the Rio 2016 Games as punishment for this. And this has sort of dogged Russia for a long time now, yeah. like because now they they are allowed to participate as like not, but not on behalf of their country. 
there's like a Russian sports delegation that they send. Yeah. But they're like, this isn't actually Russia. Right. It's, it's, it's very, very nitpicky. Very, very nitpicky. Very strange. But technically, Russia not allowed to participate in the Olympics right now. Uh, so, or uh, at this time. So uh, during the opening ceremonies, there was a series of uh, big electric snowflakes that were meant to represent the Olympic rings, uh, but the fifth ring malfunctioned uh, when the fifth little snowflake did not open up or shoot fireworks, uh, and they poked fun at this in the closing ceremonies by making sure. that same ring not appear. That's fun. That's cute. Uh, Norway, Russia, well known for its sense of fun and oh, playfulness. Very fun. Very fun. Uh, Norway won the most gold medals with Whoa. 11 total, but the U.S. had the most medals overall. They had 28. Oh, okay. Evgeny uh, Plushenko, who is a Russian figure skater, considered one of the best in the world. He's one of the only athletes to win medals in four separate Winter Olympics. He officially retired from the sport after sustaining a back injury during his run on uh, during these games. Poor guy. Also, this was the famous uh, uh, Bob Costas' weird eye thing. For those <laughs> I missed this one. Oh, man. This is one of the things I most remember. He had okay. this weird, he had like a sty or like an infection in one of his eyes. Uh, that was really gross and really distracting and looked painful for him, too, the poor guy. They still put him on TV? They did at first. Uh, then they pulled him because I think he needed medical treatment okay. for it. <laughs> poor guy. It looked real bad. Look it up. It was gross. Uh, I feel I feel for him, for sure. I've had one of those styes on my eyelid before. That sucks. You're glad you're not on national TV when oh, you man. have it on there? You do not want to be on TV during that. And those are some of the highlights. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff that happened at that Winter Olympics, but those are just some of the things that popped out to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, every every Olympics, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Like, that's the thing is some Olympics where, like, they're like, oh, it was a pretty standard Olympics. Yeah. And you're like, are you aware that, like, a country just spent millions of dollars to build an entire billions, city? yeah. And, like, it's essentially going to have to sit there for years or get taken apart or just fall those, into disrepair. Like, those are some, there, there's an amazing, I think I've talked about this in the last time we talked about the olympics but there's an amazing series of photos that people have taken of like abandoned olympic villages that are just overgrown with like flora and fauna and just like in total disrepair sometimes they get reworked into other things like the the vancouver olympic village is like a training center or something now and that was nicely sort of near downtown yeah so it's i don't know the olympics i think are a very cool thing even like it's one of the few times where it feels like global in a positive way you know it's usually when countries are talking about other countries it's not in a positive way right so it's nice to have that sense of camaraderie i just wish that they could kind of figure out some more like neutral way to do it to yeah. like just like choose a central area like okay from now on the winter olympics are always held in this huge complex up in greenland uh-huh. and like yeah. the summer <laughs> olympics are like in this place in morocco and yeah. it's just like these are the complexes where this always happens because having to like countries to bid on it and the amount of you know probably often <laughs> questionable labor practices that go into building these yes. things um it seems like unsustainable yeah it definitely does all right so this game uh like other olympic titles it is a multi-event kind of party game replicating the real events mm-hmm. uh through some kind of quick hit mini games there, there's like a ton of options right at the beginning here that are not very intuitive in really? terms of what is what yeah th- that's kind of like the most jarring thing booting this up is like Nintendo and Sega, both companies that are known for pretty, like, streamlined UIs, and they kind of, like, know how to get right to the point. This thing is busy, and it is confusing, and there's a lot going on. There are 24 events to play through. Uh, There are some new events, including pairs figure skating and slope-style snowboarding, in addition to other favorites like curling, bobsledding, biathlon, skiing, speed skating, you know, a lot of different variations in addition to the real-world events set at the actual, like, Olympics in Sochi, uh, there are also eight different dream events that mash up different elements of different games and are set in either the Mushroom Kingdom or in one of Sonic's locations. So, like, some of the ones we played are, like, bobsled uh, roller coaster. Where, yeah, it was, uh, was kind of like a kart racing game. Yeah, with with boost pads and stuff. But yeah. you, at the beginning, you kind of have to shake the Wiimote to get a running start. Yeah, and then there was, like, curling mini golf, which uh, I really hated because i yeah. was doing very poorly well that's fair it. but it's still like a clever premise it's of clever like it's, it's team-based and one player sort of pushes the rock that the other player is sitting on and then you tilt the we uh the game pad yeah. to like make the rock slide farther 
yeah, that's that's kind of those modes are kind of where the game sort of uh, woke up a little bit, where it felt like uh, what exhibits the most personality. Yeah, like the first mode that we played. So we just started as like the single single event mode because that seems the most straightforward, and then yeah. it just gives you an option of all the different events you can play. We just did the downhill skiing. Uh-huh. Um, and you pointed it out, like Mario and Doctor Robotnik. When you take these characters and put them into real world settings, like they just it looks incongruous and kind of bland. Like, yeah, and you're kind of getting like the worst of both worlds here. Now you've just got like some goofy looking characters doing a boring sport, you know. Like, <laughs> so you're not really getting the technical mastery you would get with a straight up sim, and you're not getting the wacky fun of like a party game. Yeah. So it's it's sort of splitting the difference in a bad way. Yeah, uh, that's a good a good point. Yeah, so there are yeah, like I said, twenty four different games. There are twenty different characters to choose from, which are develop, uh, divided by different attributes. So like, there's all around types, include Mario, Luigi, Amy, Blaze the Cat, Bowser Jr. The we, speed have, we, types. We, we have no idea who Blaze the Cat is. No this clue. Is a totally new character. No clue. Like the, I, we imagine that it's a Sonic character, there, but he could name any any game series, and we're like, oh okay. There are a lot of like deep bench Sonic characters yeah. here that I'm just like, who? <laughs> Uh, the speed characters are Sonic, Shadow, Metal Sonic, Daisy, and Yoshi. The power types. Oh are- yeah, Daisy, well known for her speed, yeah, <laughs> I, I, and Yoshi too. Like yeah. kind of slow and fluttery. Uh, the power types are Bowser, Wario, Donkey Kong, Knuckles, and Vector the Crocodile. Yeah, true. is Vector the Crocodile's a DK villain, right? No, no, that's oh. a Sonic guy. He's he looks from, so much um, like a Kremlin. I thought that he was. I th- thought he was that's a DK who you're villain. Talking about. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, he was from uh, Knuckles Chaotix. I think. Oh yeah, the yeah. beloved 32X game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we also have the skill types, which includes Tails, Peach, Silver, Doctor Eggman, and Waluigi. Silver, another character I don't yeah. know, but clearly a hedgehog. Also, what the hell is a skill type? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think that just means like, oh, uh, these guys are other. Yeah. You guys have skills. Come on. Go and get in there. Uh, Yeah. So we we played through a couple of the events here. Could you notice any meaningful difference between the characters? None whatsoever. No. That seems like sort of a busted mechanic to be like, because if you have speed as a statistic and you'd run like, okay, we're going to play speed skating. Yeah. It's like, well, shouldn't you just pick the character with the most speed? Or like, how does power factor into speed skating? Well, like, yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, all the speed types are actually significantly slowed down, you know, because I think they knew that they were going to be doping checks. So like sure. Sonic stopped using whatever he was using. Uh, but Chaos, so they checked for Chaos Emeralds. They did, Yeah. <laughs> He's been grinding it up and snorting them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it, I don't know. You're you're kind of flattening all of these characters out, so it doesn't really feel like, you know, in something like uh, Smash Brothers, which also brings these characters together, they're still retaining so much of their personality. Sonic is a faster character, not unreasonably, so that you can't compete. Right. But he also has like other, you know, uh, uh, disabilities and attributes and things like that. Here, everybody just kind of feels like they're on the same playing field which i suppose is what you want yeah i mean that is what you want from game a like gameplay this. perspective but, but it's i guess just, the point is why give them stats at all it's yeah exactly but it's just like what you were saying about splitting the difference like there's been plenty of mario sports games yeah. that find a way to integrate sort of the wackiness yeah, of yeah. the the universe like there's a mario soccer game where you can get like big shells or even mario tennis like yeah the characters get cower ups and feel different in the way they control Mm -hmm. here since they're making kind of an effort to replicate the real events there's not going to be any like at least if you play the regular events not the dream events there's not going to be like power rings sitting around that let you transform into supersonic Mm -hmm. or like grow big as mario and like shoot fire at your opponent to you know yeah it's just like a lot of that personality is lost. No, it really is. Uh, so we played some of the events on their own uh, just to kind of try it out. Normally with a game like this, we would try and play every event and give our like case-by-case uh, sure. breakdown, but we were playing two of these, and uh, they're kind of hard enough to sit through on their own. Yeah, I'm going to be... These, these events, like... It didn't quite feel like any of them were broken in the way we occasionally... Like, older Olympic games would usually have a few events that we could just not figure out how the hell they were supposed to play. Right. And they didn't seem very doable. But even those kind of had their level of charm. Yeah. Everything where you're kind of laughing, like, can you believe how broken this game is? Right. Here, it's like everything kind of worked the way it was supposed to, but none of them were very fun. It was was sort of the opposite problem where it's like, I didn't figure out how to play it, but I won. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I, I guess I did everything right. It didn't feel like what I was doing was having much impact. Like, you know, yeah, like we said, you open with the downhill skiing, and that's just kind of basically leaning back and forth. But and it, you're, you're t- a lot of this, like you said, it feels like a Wii game. Like, you, okay, tilt, yeah, you tilt the Wiimote and the nunchuck. Dire- you don't actually use the stick to move. That's something to, like, point out. I, I think the controls in this game are a mess, just mm. in the sense of, like, you need three different controller layouts handy. You need a uh, Wiimote, you need a Wiimote with a nunchuck, and you need the gamepad. And you're switching between them or handing them off all the time. We kept getting very confused about which player was active and which player was going next. Like, it, it's just kind of a mess. And the gamepad stuff is very incidental. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, it's just for cycling through menus, which is confusing. Uh, the only time you really use the gamepad seemed to be in some of the dream courses that I think were designed we, specifically. We used for it the in game. Biathlon, where like oh, right. you would you would do the bad cross country skiing mechanic, yeah, and then it was like set down your Wiimote and pick up your gamepad, and then was oh, it yeah, just and it's touch a competition. Screen? It's whoever whoever gets to the shooting range first gets to pick up the uh, the gamepad, which right. makes shooting easier. Okay, yeah, because uh, as me was very bad at the cross country skiing, I had to use the Wiimote to like point and shoot, which wasn't too hard. Hard, but with the gamepad, did you just touch the targets essentially? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't even touch. It. I just like lined it up and pressed A. But it was very generous and easy. Okay. It, uh, it, it, yeah, it's just very odd in sort of that inconsistency of when and like the curling golf one, which would have worked just fine with a Wii mote and probably been a much more satisfying like throwing motion yeah. instead it's like you draw a line on the gamepad mm-hmm. to to throw your rock which and is then, a lot less satisfying and then there were some games where i felt like i just wasn't impacting what was going on on screen at all specifically the figure skating mm-hmm. like we did a pairs figure skating mini game where like it's kind of like a just dance thing first off yeah this was really cute and we should have played it on co-op yeah um i yeah i don't know like <laughs> the premise here <laughs> Is that you select a male and a female, which is odd. It's so One of the like sixteen males and four females. Yeah, it's yeah. so like it's. I get that like that's the official rules of the. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. weirdly gendered to be like okay, you get Bowser Junior. and then you want to select Peach, Daisy, or Amy. Just like, think, think real close about these cartoons, Genesis yes, people. Yes, exactly. Think real close about it. Yeah, that that's what was so odd about yeah. it. Um, but it's a really like. This was a very cute mode in sure. the sense that if you play as a co-op, co-op, it consistently tells you to hold hands. Yeah, you're and supposed it, to like have the Wii mode between, like, and then you like one you're... one player is holding the front end of it, and the other player is holding sort of the backside. Yeah, it was just it was cute to see a game like consistently be like, okay, hold hands, and like, yeah, and there's like a cute little like man, man and woman like down at the bottom icon. Yeah. Which, also, they should really make a um. Did figure skating for like men and men and women and women yeah because like that would be kind of awesome to see like how high a man can like throw another man like sure. and just or like vice versa yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just uh, all kinds throw of another woman yeah, yeah like crazy that, like, like turns and that and like it can be a separate event i get that but sure. like i just think that that would be fun as like you a should have like different... figure skating octuplets yeah like where it's just <laughs> exactly. chaos and somebody loses a hand every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but like, but, but this, yeah, like this, you know, you're, you're going through, you're kind of following these prompts, like in just dance, but like, I know for sure I missed a lot of these yeah. and it still was giving me like perfect score. Like, and it's always the finishing move is you're supposed to be doing a big circle called the, the death the spiral, the which death is a very spiral. disturbing name that they should change. But you're like, when... you're walking slowly in a circle in your living room, but like, I don't have the room for it. So I was just kind of doing a stirring motion yeah. and that was fine. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not clear. Like when you play this in the single player mode, you know, you're supposed to be following the man's command. Yeah. But again, it's, but it didn't feel like any skill was involved. No. Here. They give you no they show you the directions of what you're supposed to do, but they give you no indication of what you've actually done. Yeah. So it's like it, an arrow will point down to the right and you move down to the right and it'll say perfect. And yeah. you're like, OK, I guess I did it. But I was when we did the death spiral, I was spinning the wrong way on purpose. Yeah. And at the end, I still got a perfect. So it's like this was cute, and like it would be kind of charming to play with your girlfriend or something, sure. just to be like, let's pretend that we're doing ice dancing. As, yeah. But like once you do it once, you're like, all right, I guess we're done. And there's only about six songs that you can actually perform to here. Yeah, um, which are like a couple of public domain classical mm-hmm. songs, and then the Mario theme and a Sonic theme. Yeah. Like, 
really not much to choose from. I mean, yeah, that we tried a lot you of. Can't even, I don't even think you can customize your outfits here. And like, no. the thing about figure skating, it's eighty percent outfits. It's all outfit. Yeah. yeah, it's so much outfit. You know, yeah, this this just felt really lackluster and just kind of. It, it was throwing a lot of data at us, and it felt like the games were over before they really even got started. Yeah. Uh, you know, even, like, the, the typical fun of just, like, button mashing wasn't really here. No, because everything is basically done seemingly by turning or shaking the Wiimote. But, yeah, I, I think it's that same complaint you said right from the beginning. It's like, there's games are simultaneously too easy but too complicated in terms of what they're asking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's It was just kind of like, just kind of a muddle. And the, there's, yeah, there's a couple other modes here. There's like the Legends mode, which I think was a single player mode, which starts with a couple cutscenes oh, of yeah. like your characters at the Olympics. We're, again, it's so weird like to get bogged down in lore. Like, yeah. okay, you're at Sochi because this is the Sochi Olympics, but everyone in the audience is like a toad or a Goomba. Or like a or, Shy Guy. Yeah, yeah or, exactly. Or Chows, whatever the, the Sonic ones exactly. are. Is this some alternate reality where Earth has only been, like, replaced by Mushroom and <laughs> Sonic people? Yeah, uh, yeah. So they've invaded our world and they've yeah. taken over. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Mario's still a human. I don't know. I don't it's know. Very, it's very weird. But <laughs> you see all the competitors there, and then right at the beginning when they're on the platforms, sort of their soul gets sucked out, and then, like, the <laughs> evil versions of themselves appear. And you have to uh, compete against them. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, but this this was pretty boring too. You know, it's just kind of a long, slow. Like, well, who wants to play this game in a one-player mode? No, like that's no. that's just not exciting. And I I don't know. The dream mode seemed like the fun, like the medley dream mode where they have four different events. I bet that you could find some pretty fun ones here. Sure. Um, I, I, I that, the most fun I had was with the bobsled rollers. Yes, uh, roller coaster. But even that was sort of like tepid Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, at best, with some like excite bike mechanics thrown in, of you have to tilt your Wiimote to match the uh, sort of elevation of where you land. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But none of them were like, yes, I want to play that again. Each time it was like once. I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. It's, yeah. some, it's like some games I was actively ready for them to be done, and other games after it was done, I'm like, that was okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that, nothing ever, like, transcended. Nothing yeah. ever was ever like, oh, yeah, no, this would be fun at a party or something. Well, let's move on to our next event. That is Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Released June 24th, 2016, developed by Sega Sports, published by Nintendo. This one was also released on 3DS and in arcades. There were some limited arcade oh, cabinets that were made. So, that's cool. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen one. But no, me neither. I I want to see an arcade where the newest games from it are all like 2016 and newer. Yeah. Like I only yeah, want to yeah. see games from this decade That'd because be, I have no idea what the hell there is. I, that would be like, really fascinating. There's like a House of the Dead five or something. Like there's a house that you like have never or like a new Time Crisis, and I'm I imagine that like new arcade machines like are awesome <laughs> but yeah. like you just never like, ever see them because every arcade is like all right we got our galaga cabinet and like a new arcade machine costs like 13 grand sure yeah <laughs> it's yeah just like how are we gonna make this back we got to charge everyone three dollars to play it yeah like, yeah but. i mean yeah there was like a, a batmobile racing game that like looked kind of fun like yeah. there's there's all kinds of new stuff and it just never really comes out uh, so a few major uh, stories and highlights from the Rio games. Uh, this was the first Olympic event to be held in South America. Pretty cool. Uh, uh, Jamaica's Usain Bolt in his final Olympic competition. He Yay. won the prestigious triple-triple, meaning he won a gold in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and relay events, which cemented his reputation uh, that I think is still intact to this day as the fastest man alive. Also... Why isn't Usain Bolt in this game? Like, right? I've been playing Sonic All-Stars Racing, and freaking Danica Patrick is in that game. Put Usain Bolt in that just without a cart. <laughs> yeah, That'd be amazing. Exactly. That'd be so fun. But, like, I don't know. That would at least, like, high, like pay for the likeness of, like, the most famous Olymp Olympian competing. Like, yeah. it just give it some sort of, like, Olympic identity as he, opposed to... He was, like, a known entity at this oh, point. Oh, yes. Like, this was his he, third I mean, and final he, Olympics. Like he, he flew out of the gate being known. Like, yeah. the first Olympics he competed in. They're I like, mean, oh, he's shit. a super fast guy named Bolt. Yeah, That's crazy. Exactly. That's, how lucky is that? Yeah, John Travolta was in a movie about it. He was. He okay. was. He played a dog. Oh. Uh, the okay, <laughs> I misunderstood the premise of that movie. Uh, so the U.S. was absolutely dominant at this Olympics. We won 121 total medals. 51 medals more than the nearest competition. That's pretty Ooh. crazy. We did very well at those games. Yeah. 
Part of that was because uh, Russia was not there. Sure. And also because China had kind of an underwhelming performance okay. at these uh, Olympics. It's, I those feel are like most Olympics, yeah, is usually between those, th- those yeah. three. Yeah. So this Olympics saw uh, some of the most diverse distributions of medals overall. Nice. 87 countries took home at least one medal and 59 won golds. Pretty the, cool. The Summer Olympics, I think, more fun than the Winter Olympics. Way more where, fun. Yeah, oh, just so much more fun. More countries can compete, and there's such a bigger variety of events. Like yeah. sometimes it gets old in terms of like, all right, the hundred meter dash versus the two hundred. Like I'm not going to watch that all, but sure. Like, but there's weird stuff in there too. There's yeah. archery. There's table tennis. There's like, yeah. It's like the Winter Olympics. Everything feels like a variation of like things going down a slope on some way. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, makes sense, but you're like, all right, and this th- is the long ski jump versus the high ski jump. Maybe like, maybe something, there's something about the sunshine or something. I don't know that, that makes people a little bit more, uh, makes it seem more fun, more friendly. I like, guess there's a lot more outfits. Like it, yeah. when you see like the ski jumps, everyone's so bundled up in their colors. You get no real feeling of like what that person's about, but yeah. like, when you see the ping pong players, you like seeing their whole body move and like, yeah, it's much more satisfying. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the big breakout of this event was uh, probably the biggest breakout was uh, Simone Biles, yeah. the 19 year old American gymnast who won four gold medals and a bronze at her very first Olympics. She kicks ass. Uh, this was also the Olympics where Ryan Lochte, the famous oh, swimmer, I remember this. he made headlines for fabricating a story about being robbed at a gas station at a knife point. Yeah. Apparently, he and three other swimmer buddies got into a fight and vandalized a bathroom door and then made up the story about being robbed as an excuse. Wow. Uh, to and avoid having to vandalize, getting called for vandalizing a bathroom door. Ryan Lochte, a famously not very smart man. Sure. Uh, even to, by his own admission. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, he... He did. A, there's actually a funny episode of Thirty Rock where he's in it playing himself, and he is dating like a richer woman, and like she's she calls him her, her sex idiot, okay. you know, and like he plays it up really stupid, like wanders away like after sparkly things, and that that that's fun. I mean, fun. You, like, you, you can't fault uh, our less our more challenged people if they're open about it. Hey, you if, know, yeah. he's he's very handsome and very good at what he does. Yeah, so. it's like it's like Rob Gronkowski's famous for like catching touchdowns and being dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just in commercials where he's just like, the premise is that I'm dumb. The man's and name like, is Gronk. Yeah. I mean, that's a caveman name. Rhymes with bonk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he was uh, Nicolas Cage's character in The Croods, right? Oh, he was. Like, he Gronk. absolutely was. He was Gronk, Ugg, or yeah. Gugga. I don't remember their names. Uh, so a common complaint about the last game, we're transitioning now to this oh, game. Oh, okay. Now we're talking about video games. Now we're talking not, about video games. Olympics themselves. Actually, I have one more nice moment to highlight from this. Uh, this was the event where... Uh, I, during the women's 5,000-meter uh, relay, uh, a New Zealander and an American collided, and uh, the American got kind of hurt, and the New Zealand racer stopped her race to help the American off the field, which as, was like a nice moment that you like to see. As if we needed more reasons to appreciate New Zealand. Come on, New yeah. Zealand. New Zealand's stop wrecking the curve for yeah, us. No. Are, stop being the most beautiful country with ugh, the nicest people. Not fair. Yeah. Not fair. And like the best COVID response and yeah. like so many fluffy sheep. Yeah. And like, oh, they got it all. Uh, our flag means death. Yeah, that's, that's a popular show. It is. <laughs> Good. Way to make our podcast timely for once. Anytime. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this game again. Uh, so a common complaint about the last game is that the roster of characters was the same as in the previous couple of games. Mm. So it was kind of the same 20. So this time they bring in a much larger suite of characters to choose from, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, excited right at the beginning. I'm like, Diddy Kong, I'm in. Diddy Kong, I want to play Diddy Kong at the Olympics. I love, I'm a Diddy yeah, Kong stan. Sure. But, but they, they, it's this weird system where they pop in as like guest characters in certain events. So the core 20 from the last game are still the only ones who can compete in every event. But this game also adds uh, Wendy and Larry Koopa, the Nabbit from uh, New Super Mario Brothers, oh, uh, Diddy Kong, Rosalina, Jet the Hawk, Espio the Chameleon, Rogue the Bat, uh, or is it Rouge the Bat? I don't, I don't know. know. This is another deep cut Sonic character Wave that I don't Swa- know. Have you heard of Wave the Swallow? No. That is a Sonic character. Wave the Swallow. Sticks the Badger, and then two characters that I think are from Sonic. They're called Zavok and Zaz. <laughs> Every character in Sonic sounds like it's just a piece of fan fiction. This is made like, up, yeah. Sticks the Badger, no idea. Um, but they, they only pop in for certain events. The Wii U also gets Toad and his exclusive character, and the 3DS has an additional seven characters uh, that are exclusive to that platform. Wow. 
So go 3DS. Sure. Uh, there are 17 events this time around. Uh, it's football, rugby sevens, beach volleyball, table tennis, boxing, rhythmic gymnastics, BMX, equestrian, 100 meter, 100 meter relay, triple jump, javelin throw, 100 meter, meter freestyle, archery, dual football, dual rugby, and dual beach volleyball. So also weird that there's fewer events here than in the weird winter. There are fewer one. events. I mean, yeah, there's there's uh, more variations on how to play, but they are fewer events. Um, and I think this game, well, right off the bat, it's it's a much more like colorful kind of goofy game. Yeah, and it starts right like there's no option at the beginning. It just starts no. you on the beach and you play as your me. Yeah, we get and so I always forget that me's exist on the Wii U, and like, then they and, really force it down your throat every time you boot up like a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then your menu options are kind of running around the beach and talking to different people. And to start, they're like, oh, the Olympics hasn't started yet. Talk to this guy to play multiplayer, this guy to play single player to yeah. warm up games. And then we just kind of went through the suite of games. Yeah. Um, but it, it is much more like you feel like you're playing it correctly right from the start as opposed it's, to the last one. You're like, what mode are we supposed to do? It's a cleaner interface. Yeah. It's similar to what they did with Nintendo Land, but kind of less annoying in yeah. that like you will... They'll they'll gradually unlock features for you that'll make it easier once you've learned it. You yeah. know, like uh, they'll unlock a menu mode or something like that. So uh, it, it kind of eases you in a little better than the Sochi game did. With it's just like the Sochi game kind of looks like a the the interface looks like a Madden game or something like yeah. that. Like it's it's chaotic and it's sportsy and it's got lots of menus and sub menus. This feels more like a Nintendo game, and, um, and I think the control scheme is also much much more unified this time. Like. Most of the games are played with Wiimotes held sideways, yes. like kind of like NES controllers. So Just like, the more intuitive way to play. More intuitive way to play it, better way to play it if you're used to like those NES track and field games mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's kind of more with these. You're not like. having to unplug and replug in a nunchuck. You're not trying to yeah. figure out if you're supposed to be using the gamepad or not. Yeah, uh, much more accessible, much easier to kind of cut through. Um you know, so that's all good. That's all positive stuff. They don't have any of the dream courses here, which big I thumbs was a down. Big yeah. thumbs down. Those were the those were fun and goofy and added a lot of personality. And we're definitely missing those. And having the ability to customize your Mies really doesn't make up for it for me. No, and like we'll get to that in a second. But like the main single player mode of this game is the tournament mode. Yeah, where you play with your me, and then. You only, it seems like you're competing against other Mii's that kind of exist in the Wii universe, like yeah. the Miiverse that they, hey, it's not the people, our show. yeah, it's not people actively playing the game, but it's just like they've pulled their information similar to like the way they did it with Street Pass. Where, yeah. Did you ever go, that, that's the thing I'm weirdly nostalgic for is like I went to PAX a few times and uh -huh. brought my 3DS. Oh, okay. And like whenever, it was just like the joy of every time you open your 3DS, there's like, oh, here's 20 new people that you met yeah and just like and try to collect people from all these and now if you ever bring your 3ds anywhere like nobody's anywhere yeah you'll have like a one one in a hundred times like i met one person hooray yeah, yeah. um but yeah you just kind of play against these me's but in the tournament mode everyone is just a me yeah there's not like you're not playing as the characters which that Why? again, like that's the that's really the worst of all worlds because you're not playing as real Olympians or people who even look human. No, you're playing as these sh you know crumbly designed me's, and you're not playing as the goofy Sonic and Mario characters. No, so I, you're just playing as whatever monstrosity you've created. Some of which very disturbing. You played as a guy who looks like a Calavera. He does. Like one yeah. of the Day of the Dead skull. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, like I don't know. I think uh, whoever some... owned this Wii last programmed a bunch of me's in here, and they are ghastly looking. <laughs> Like somebody had fun making, which is, you know, what it's what you do. Like once sure. you, when you're messing with that, there's mode, a character like, who has big pink lips that are over his nose. Like yeah. the nose is down and the lips are in front of the nose. Yeah. It's, it's like a very odd character or something. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. So I agree. That's kind of where the worst of the both worlds comes in. Like, so the kind of prefer, preferable way to play this would just be like single match or multiplayer match right because then you can select events. the actual characters you want to play as but then you're totally like it's nice that they have a co-op tournament mode to play through the different events yeah. but even that has a lot of bullshit elements where like it starts with the 100 meter dash and then you have to compete in the you know qualifying semis and then final yeah and you know the dash takes 10 seconds 
In well, they e. do this weird thing because it's like they, they're, again, splitting the difference between like having a fun party game and having the verisimilitude of an Olympics event, yeah. which is that you, you run for like 80 meters and then you press a power button and you do this like supercharged flip over the finish line. Yeah. So it's like it's not even like a real event. It's like half an event. And then you're just kind of like uh, gliding through the rest of it. Yeah. And uh, once you've done this super quick event, like it will exit back to the beach. It will load, mm. exit back to the beach, Toad will jibber jabber at you. I'm really sick of Toad. Like, I liked Toad. I yeah. used to like Toad. Yeah, yeah. He was like, Super Mario Brothers 2, like, Toad is cool. Yeah. He pulls out stuff so fast, and he's got a nice controlled jump. Sure. But, like, now all Toad's role in Mario Party and, like, this game or whatever thing is he just jabbers at you about the rules yeah. and tells you to take a break if you're tired. And I'm like... Go suck a dick, Toad. Like I'm sick. I'm sick of you jabbering at me. Like He's just the let right me hide for it. Yeah, just yeah. let me play my game. Yeah. Um. And hopefully, so, Captain Toad will redeem that. But yeah. 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 It, it's um. And because yeah, then you like, you're like, okay, I'm back at the beach, and he's like. You have to talk to him again to compete in the semis, and then it loads again, and yeah. you'll run your 10-second dash, and then it loads to go back to the beach, and then you play in the finals. Yeah. And then once we beat that 100-meter dash, it's like, all right, you want to play soccer or I don't know. It yeah, was... we, played, we played soccer. Like, yeah, so a lot of these are just very simplified, streamlined versions of sports games. Like the yeah. soccer and the rugby feel like very simple versions of like fifa or whatever the big yeah well the is, problem like. is there's already a mario soccer game and which it's, is better it's more pretty fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and so it's kind of it's that thing of like this game gives you a lot of different options but none of them are very good and it's there, like so, there are sonic sports games too aren't there there's so, no they're mostly like racing games I guess. yeah there's yeah. a lot of sonic racing games but not a lot of sonic sports games yeah. i don't know yeah, but um opportunity yeah it's just like a lot of this stuff feels like there's better versions of this same game out there again it's like there's ping pong and it's like how is ping pong gonna be more fun than mario tennis yeah it's probably not yeah we didn't play ping pong we didn't really play ping pong so we messed around with some of the weird ones like equestrian Mm -hmm. and equestrian seems fun in premise um because you get to ride on horses but really all it is is you um when your character walks or your horse walks over a power spot Mm -hmm. you press the two button to either dash and like do a little trick or to jump over the uh i don't know what they're called yeah the hurdles hurdles yeah Yeah, i guess they're yeah i i I don't know if they're hurdle i'm guessing that their card is called something else if horses jump over them i'm sure the whole world of equestrian just has a totally unique nomenclature that like no one who's not in the world understands yeah Yeah, Yeah. exactly jump the shuffle buff to avoid the squidgy yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, um and so that's just sort of a question of timing and it's just like there's no real sense of control over your horse or like trying to do different kinds of tricks. Yeah. So also it, weird seeing Bowser on a horse. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's not like it was bad. It was just like you played it once. You're like, okay, I'm done with that now. Like, I think. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know. Like there were some games in the Sochi that I thought were actively bad. I don't think there were any in this that I felt were actively terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think, but there also weren't any that rose above like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Like they're, they're so simple and they're so passive and it kind of doesn't seem to matter if you're there or not. Yeah. There's the javelin throwing, which is just exactly the same as how they did it in track and field, but sort of requiring more button presses where you tap to get run and then you have a little meter that dictates your height and angle. BMX was almost interesting uh, because it it has a little power meter. You have to kind of gauge out how fast you're tapping and then you recharge your power meter by doing tricks. But you can only do tricks in very specific spots. Like you need to hit a, a particular target to execute a trick. And even then it's not like complicated. It's press one button. I would have like it did make me kind of want like a throwaway BMX mode in the next Mario Kart. Sure. Like just as a weird goofy thing where you yeah. have to pedal like through the yeah, tracks. Or, or have them like have it on a half pipe or something like yeah. that. You know, that could be fun. Uh yeah, but none of them are really Boy, popping out. Oh, anymore. so we yeah, rugby is we I guess we learned a little more about rugby. This is the first time we've ever gotten to play a rugby game for yeah. the show. Which is basically um, just football except you can't throw forward and Yeah, and the game it never really stops. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that rugby does stop in its actual rules. I don't know what triggers a scrum. I guess it's just when yeah. no one has access to the ball. See, we should have but, Lindsay here for that. She knows rugby. Mm, yeah. But again, it's just it just felt kind of chaotic and sort of I was bored of it, but then it ended, and I'm like, oh, that was it? Yeah. Like, I, I simultaneously wanted them to be longer, but also was 
sick of them. Yeah. I mean, we played the the rhythmic gymnastics, which is just kind of like a rhythm action game that's very simple. Involving yeah, two it's just two-button DDR, where if it's on the left, um, when it lines up, you press the control pad, and if it's on the right, when it lines up, you press a button. Yeah. And it's odd that, like... It's a split screen thing, but the notes are the same for each player. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like... So it's not all that confusing. And again, over before you kind of realize it. And uh, boxing was the other one that we did. Oh, boxing, right. Boxing again it has that same problem of like, all right, do we want this to be like realistic or do we want it to be fun? You know, because you reach a point where your character charges up a meter, gets a superpower attack that'll knock you out in one punch. So you can't really dodge or block. Uh, so it's kind I'm of sure you can. It just is never ex- explained all that well. And like, yeah, none of the modes are fun enough to be like, OK, I'm going to figure this out. No. And here it's like I kind of mi- like I kind of miss the Wiimote punching like sure. you just to use buttons to punch. And you have to weirdly you're holding it sideways, but you have to press the trigger to block. Yeah. Which is an awkward button press when you're holding the Wiimote it's sideways. It's really awkward. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's just like this game is stuck in sort of this weird middle area where everything kind of works okay yeah but i kind of just if i want something like this i'd rather play wii sports because that gives its own kind of unique experience and that's just so simple and straightforward and fun like they're not bogging you down in all these menu options you don't like there's a weird feature like which was weirdly kind of the best part of like tourists will arrive on your beach Mm, and you can walk around talk to them and learn facts about their respective countries like i learned that they speak portuguese in angola didn't know that good for them uh, like I don't, I, but I mean that's like that should not be your highlight right. of an Olympics game. That the should same, not be the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, you, the same joy that you get from scrolling through Wikipedia pages of countries, yeah. Re- reading an reading an Atla World Book. Right, that's, that's an equal amount of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah scrolling in Carta. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think I've said all I can say about. These yeah, this two. is. It, it sometimes is interesting when uh, we end up talking about a game because I like. When I finished playing these games, I felt like not I would say I felt not negatively about them, but in our in our conversation here now, I'm like, oh, these games they're, like I get more cranky about you. Your just, crankiness is rubbed off on me. I, I apologize. No, that's for okay. That. I don't mean to be. I got a steam deck on my way uh, ready to pick up when I get home. Oh, so really? I got something to look forward oh, to. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, these are these games are just so aggressively mediocre yeah. uh, that you just you just feel like you wasted your time. I guess you know? it's more it's just... almost more of a bummer that it is Mario and Sonic in these aggressive Mario and Sonic in the aggressively mediocre Olympic game. Exactly. Like if these were just like a throwaway, like 2014, you know, Sochi winter Olympics with, you know, generic models from each country. Yeah. I, I might be more accommodating to it, but no, I feel I mean, like if they're going to lend like these sort of, you know, Video game it, it royalty should, to this. It should this. be monumental that these yeah. two are in this game together, and instead it just, you kind of forget that they're there. Yeah. You kind of forget that there are any licensed characters at all, because you could swap out these characters with any avatar, and it would have the same feel. And Yeah, know? and Nintendo and Sega, we know they can both make very good games, sure and can. so they it's sure kind can. of a bummer that they don't. I'm playing Rystar. Yeah. Rystar? Rystar? Call in. Let call us in. know. Also, yeah. call in if you're uh, nowhere in arcade is that has that Enter the Gungeon light game. Oh. I'm going to travel and play that somewhere. That sounds awesome. <laughs> there's yeah. a light, yeah, there's an Enter the Gungeon light gun game. Well, let's move on to our rankings for these games. Uh, each week, we are ranking the games that we have uh, played. We're adding them to our ongoing list mm-hmm. to determine what is the best Wii U game. Uh, well, we, I think we've determined they, these? They're definitely these. All right. Where, where are you putting these two? Uh, well, I'm going to put them at number 58 and 59. I think that... I guess I liked the Winter Olympics one more because it had those okay. dream courses, which seemed more fun and, like... Even though I agree that the motion controls are not super intuitive, yeah. I'd rather play a bad game with motion control than a bad game without it. Okay. Just because it's it own more of a unique identity. Um, so that's right behind, I think, the uh, Angry Birds games. That's correct. Games yeah. that I feel very neutral about. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm in the same zone. These are like games I feel neutral but leaning negative. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, so that actually puts them right in the uh, the corridor of Adventure Time Exploded Dungeon because I don't know. Yeah. It's going to go right under that. Uh, I, I liked Rio a little more, I think, just because okay. Sochi was such a chaotic mess of a game and I don't, I don't like switching between controllers all the time and I don't like uh, how overcomplicated and messy everything was. 
Uh, so I'm going to put uh, Rio just under Adventure Time and Sochi just under that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I never really cracked these games. They never looked like that much fun to me. The closest I came, I almost wanted to get the Tokyo one because that one has the option of letting you use like 8-bit avatars Yo. alongside your 3D avatars. Yeah. I think that's cute to let them compete. But, I imagine uh, that these have sold less and less every year. Like I, 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 yeah. I imagine the Wii one was a smash hit, and then they're just like, okay. The novelty is gone, yeah, yeah when they really... Uh, and I think people have kind of come around like, oh, yeah, these games aren't very good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, next week, you're going to want to tune in because we are cracking into a game that I think both of us have really tried to get behind. Okay, okay. And that's Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Ooh. We're going to talk about some Monster Hunter. Maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the one <laughs> that'll finally break through for me. I don't me. know, Steve. Because they feel, we'll talk about it, but yeah. this is a series that feels like we should love. Yeah. And it's weird that we don't, uh, but we're going to get into why. So um, tune in next time, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. We will see you in four years for the next Olympic event. No, we'll see you way sooner. Way sooner. Next week. We're pivoting to an Olympic. We are. Bye, everybody. Oh, yeah. So little fame.